0: It's been over a year now since In The Key of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap,
1: of my proclivities to, self-sabotage,
0: to country, to kiss me girl, soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. If you're loving this podcast, please support the show by visiting patreon.com slash in the key of Q. For as little as £3 a month, approximately $5, you can enjoy all sorts of exclusive content, including our series Songs to Save from Armageddon, in which the guests discuss their top five favourite tracks ever. That's at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. Thank you very much. Now, normally, when I edit these episodes, it tends to be before the working day begins. So I tend to be at the edit suite as the sun comes up. And I can't think of an artist better than the guest I have today that encompasses that sense of the sun rising. He is so optimistic and just full of brightness and sunshine. It's going to be an absolute delight to share him with you. Please enjoy this episode.
1: To know that I'm fearlessly being everything that I was afraid to be and wanted to see, and that can be there for those boys that are out there right now feeling like, and I know there's a lot of them feeling that way, it is possible to be this this entity, this identity, this fearless Black queer person.
0: Hello, I'm Dan Hall. I love popular music and have spent my life translating mostly heteronormative songs onto my gay experience. But I think it's time I found my own voice, directly and without translation. So in this podcast, I'm going in search of musicians from around the world who inspire and mirror my own queer journey. Welcome to In the Key of Q. This week, I would like to welcome the most wonderful Warren Dumas. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me.
1: I consider myself androgynous, um but overall, I am a queer uh, pop artist, and my whole gist is to bring joy, bring back feel good music, bring back you know music videos that make you go, Wow, you know, it's nothing wrong with having a good time and partying and you know all of the glamorous things that are in the music industry and that people look up to today. but I feel like the the soul of it all is missing.
0: When did you feel? the feel good started to wither on the vine and, and vanish
1: maybe around 2008 2009 um because you remember we used to have a lot of dance music in the 2000s and it was all about you know choreography and, and for me if you're dancing that's that's where feel good music is and then it started to shift into a lot of more um, which is nothing wrong with urban music because I still love hip hop. I love, you know, to to get, you know, my little bop on sometimes, but I feel like it's so saturated that the, the R&B feels that we used to have in music like in the 90s and things like that. You don't really
0: feel that anymore on the radio. Your key look, I would suggest, is a very joyful one. I mean, all people have to do is look at the beautiful artwork that you create for your, for your songs?
1: I'm really like very visual and with any, with everything. I've always been that way. Um, you know, when people <laughs> I tell you to, Oh, you should enjoy the book. I'm the one that's like, I'm going to enjoy the movie <laughs> because I'm, I, I see a lot of things, even when things aren't there, when I listen to any type of music, I instantly have a music video on my head. It, 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 if it makes someone wonder or if it makes someone stop, even if they're like not used to seeing a certain look, it, it opens up their mind to possibilities of being, if that makes sense. Um, and that's, that's the whole thing with androgyny, I believe is that, you know, if you're bridging the gap of femininity and masculinity, you know, it makes people realize like objects and things really are objects and things. It's not, uh, you're not going to fall off a cliff t- if you wear an article of clothing that isn't predominantly for your your sex or mm-hmm. what what society tells you you have to wear. It makes you realize, wow, if these things could correlate with each other, and I'm feeling joy regardless. Uh, there's there's no limit to what I could be. growing up I was extremely shy like I mean to where I'm walking in the cafeteria and I'm covering my face (laughs) and having to go through being bullied and learning to accept myself because we all have those moments where we don't like things about ourselves and we have to embrace those things that we don't like you know I've always known that I was queer since I was seven and you know learning myself and accepting my own self because there were moments and times that I was judgmental because I wasn't, you know, secure with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say around the time I was 18, I started, you know, going out to like bars and things like that. Um, of course I couldn't drink, but <laughs> I still was around the, the community. And this is what I f- was able to really embrace and learn about myself because I didn't have anyone queer in my family. I didn't have anyone to, you know, tell me about the other side of of my life that everyone is trying to pull me away from. So did you grow up in Brooklyn? No, I, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, I, I actually moved to Brooklyn a year ago. And so I'm still a, a new um, apple, but I'm definitely <laughs> uh, strictly a Georgia peach. And, um, you know, growing up in Atlanta, I had a lot of problems with uh, my mom when it came to me being queer because she didn't understand it herself, And you know, with that, I didn't understand it, and I also was shielding things away from myself. One of my aunts told me that my aura just gave off queerness, and that's that says a lot. <laughs> um because if you're three, you don't even know what that is. you're just being yourself. And I know my mom definitely felt that. When I was seven, um, there was an incident that happened with uh, one of my family members where he called me <laughs> a sissy. And, you know, I say incident because I've never had anyone talk to me that way before. And I was so young and I knew what was going on <laughs> um, because I always, you know, when I was little, I I, I think a lot of gay boys can agree with this we put the shirts on our head for, as for wigs and <laughs> um i would would be i would always be around women i was i just felt so natural and and just at ease being around women and you know i would play with the dolls and when i saw men i i lit up where i'm like oh my god this is an amazing beautiful species like what's going on and you know, being in school, being picked on, being yourself and being called all these names over and over and over and over and feeling like an outcast, it does a lot to you. And you, can, I know me personally, I cannot turn it off. <laughs> I can't pull myself in and try to be straight acting. I never was that type of person. If anything, I was quiet. I didn't talk as much. So because I knew that it would be an issue.
0: Was the only way that you could hide your queerness was to simply hide being a person.
1: I, I'm I'm. as crazy as it sounds, yes. And then it's also a reason why I was a people pleaser. I wanted to make sure people didn't dislike me and I wanted to still be a part of things but not do too much to where I'm the center of attention and getting picked on, you know? And I feel like in high school is when I had the most trouble because there were times I thought about taking my life because I just I, I felt like I couldn't be myself. And it's like, if I can't be myself, why am I here? You know, if you can't, mm-hmm. if you can't walk the way you want to walk, if you can't wear what you want to wear, if you can't listen to what you want to listen to without someone saying, oh, you're listening to Beyonce? Oh, that's so gay. Or oh, it's, it's so many things about yourself that you naturally embrace that nobody wants you to do. It, you feel like, what's the purpose of being here? Doing that, I kind of made a shadow of myself, and I, I dimmed my light.
2: I swear to God, you the one, you the key. You the one that got me weak up in my knees. I want to be in love. I want to be enough. Don't you want to do more than just bumping in the sheet? You know you make my heart I skip a beat. Really deep. So tell me what you really want, what you want from me. If you
0: don't really want me, you can go Warren, we had a guest on episode one, our very first episode, Matt Fischel, who speaks in that about the extensive bullying he encountered at school at what you would call high school. hmm And he said something which I think would resonate with a lot of us. He talked about what a joyous child he was, but that he very nearly had the joy bullied out of him. Mm-hmm. How did you stop that happening to you?
1: You know, it's, that's a really great question because I love these questions because I never really sat and thought about that. Um, I would say my confidence came through art, truly. And whether it be dance class, um, I'm, a, I'm also a visual artist. I draw and paint. And... Um, Being around that community, whether it be drama class, um, doing plays and chorus, those things truly kept me alive. And, you know, I I honestly hated school. (laughs) Um, Half of that is because of the bullying. Like I had people be very nasty and dirty towards me just because. Um, And. Because I had those outlets, I was able to still express myself and have joy and be as colorful as I wanted to be. And it was, it was embraced by those other people.
0: For people who have not been in this situation, I cannot begin to describe to you what it is like watching literally every breath you take for every moment of your life, except mm-hmm. when you shut your bedroom door and you're alone in it. It is uh, exhausting.
1: It's so exhausting. Like, think about trying to, uh, well, being Black in Atlanta, think about going to a barbershop. And, you know, you didn't really grow up with your dad, so you're going alone or you're going with your mother. It's already this preconception
0: of who you are, especially if you move a certain way. People can pick up on that. For those of us outside America, can you explain to us the culture of the barbershop? So the barbershop,
1: <laughs> the the culture of the barbershop is um, mostly where a lot of um, heterosexual men will be um, where, you know, you're watching television, you're talking about the game, you're talking about war shows, you're talking about a lot of things that go on in the community or you just this, it, there's a lot of discussions that happen in the barbershop as well, whether it be about women, um, gay people, um, any topic. It truly, you know, men gossip as as much as women do. And Mm. um, being in the barbershop, you will have those moments where everyone is outspoken and everyone's saying what they have to say. Um, But sometimes in some black barbershops, you know, it's kind of a elephant in the room when a queer person walks in, especially if you are proud of yourself and you walk in, you just want to get a shape up. Unfortunately, sometimes, It's very hard to exist in those realms because people are not comfortable with queerness at times. Finding my confidence, I would say around the age of 18 and going into the community, um, I would see drag queens and there was something inside of me that was like, what is going on here? (laughs) I was like feeling like this is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. And not realizing that that was me casting things onto myself that I wasn't comfortable enough to wear girl article clothing or be feminine and in and, you know outward space because I was always
0: told that I couldn't do these things. It always surprises me that as a community, as a subjugated community, we are very, very willing to subjugate each other. It's almost mm-hmm. like we try to make ourselves feel a little bit less out by making sure that someone's further out than us.
1: Oh, yes, you should understand what someone is feeling when you are going through the same thing. It may not be exactly the same entity, or the, exactly the same identity, but you are still one and the same. And if anything, it should, you should be uplifting someone. And that's what I'm all about with my, my art. I know it sounds very pageantry. I really want everyone to be able to just express themselves. I mean I feel like the world is truly androgynous already. They just don't realize it.
2: <laughs> What's it gonna be? What you want be What's it gonna be What you want to be?
0: Hey, this is John from the Song Surfing Podcast. Song Surfing is a playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been searching for music on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, Slaps, Audius, Instagram, and a few others. And in each episode of Song Surfing, I present some excellent tunes by a diverse group of interesting independent artists. So if you'd like to discover new artists and explore some music from around the world, then come Song Surfing with me. Song Surfing is available on all podcast apps, as well as Spotify and Amazon.
1: when you know there are female singers or rappers that um aren't even close to being queer can display these acts of you know homosexuality um and it's you know it's hot or it's like oh that's great it's art but once a male does it it's like oh well let's just keep it over there in the gay world or let's just leave it over there or we can't air this on tv or we can't show this it's like why are people so honed onto that where it's like, it's absolutely forbidden for men to be this way. And but when women do it, it's like, oh, okay, we're, 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 it's art. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And I, I would never understand
0: that. We have a situation where we have people saying they're straight acting and they're in their plaid shirts. And that <laughs> is just as much drag as Somebody who is in a fantastic dress and has got makeup—it's just a different type of drag.
1: Absolutely, you are so correct, and 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 that's why I love when RuPaul says, "You know, we're all born naked, and the rest is drag." You know, it, I mean, it makes me remember that you know when I'm doing my my art, I can become another. A, Version of myself, and if you realize there's so many versions of yourself that you put on all these masks are are drag. You know, when you're being a brother, that you know you're being a, a a friend to someone, you're being this and that to someone. Those are all roles, and you have to act in those certain parts. And then when you are putting on these articles of clothing, you're bringing a, a certain appearance to the world and you want people to believe this is a certain part of yourself when there's still another part of yourself that you're trying to not show. You know, I know for me, I had to realize, okay, what do I want to be? Once I got out of high school, you know, you're finding your independence and you have the choice to be who you want to be. And, you know, me going against what my mom is telling me what I should be. um, I had to realize, like, I have to accept myself and accept that unfortunately in this world, you're going to have to go through a lot of more things. You know, it's one thing is to be black and deal with the world. And I think you, you, I think having that problem first for me kind of helped with me being queer at the same time, because you're already being defied all these other things with being black, um, as, as well as being a black man. Um, but then adding on the queer, you have to honestly have thick skin and you have to Truly put on armor and stand in yourself, and I had to realize in order for me to live in this world, I have to embrace myself, but then also embrace those in my community.
2: Come on let's go, Come on, let's go' let's run.
1: I had Prince and Michael Jackson, who to me were the closest thing to being black and queer, but to know that I'm fearlessly being everything that I was afraid to be and wanted to see, and that can be there for those boys that are out there right now feeling like, and I know there's a lot of them feeling that way, that I can give them some sense of pride and sense of knowing that you can exist this way And it's okay. Um, And that they can listen to it. And even if they have to hide and listen to it, they can still feel like tomorrow is going to be here. And I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to be who I want to be because I can listen to this person. This person has went through this. This person is displaying that it is possible to be this, this entity, this identity, this, you know, fearless, black queer person. And you know, i honestly, I, i'm I would die and cry <laughs> to know that someone is listening and and I can have that in their life and feel like they they don't have to end anything or they don't have to run away because they have this music. I, I honestly would be so honored and just bawl
0: and cry <laughs> honestly, I genuinely think you can be really, really proud of yourself. These, I set up this podcast to promote queer music because. I was lacking it when I was growing up. And there's Mm -hmm. wonderful people like you out there who are mostly at your own expense, not earning a huge amount of money, having to Mm -hmm. stay up late and be exhausted. And you are doing it and making other people's lives better. And you can be so proud of that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Now, certainly you're not sitting on your laurels, are you? You are continuing to make fantastic queer music
1: i will i'm I'm gearing to give more visuals, honestly. I want to express more through these songs that I have, and hopefully soon, you know the summer will be filled with a lot of visuals. i'm I'm actually am um, doing a lot of features as well. Um, on a lot of other queer artists' music, which I'm very excited about because I haven't really collaborated with anyone as much. And I'm, it's going to be just so great visually. And like you said, for a lot of queer, young queer um, Black boys out there, uh, and queer boys in general um, are going to have something to look forward to um, even more.
0: We will have links to all of Warren's online spaces and do make sure you subscribe to them. Because uh his stuff is most definitely gonna be worth looking at and listening to. He is a very, very frighteningly talented young man. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what? Set up a podcast. Speak to people who make you feel inadequate.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo <laughs> You are silly. <laughs>
0: What would your 15-year-old self make of you now and make of the music that you produce? Mm, Wow, that's a really great question. Wow,
1: 15-year-old Warren. Um, Honestly, I think the 15-year-old version of myself would be gagging right now. (laughs) I think he would really be like, you truly went out and defied all that you think you, you thought you couldn't do because you were queer. Um, I think he would be shocked that I could pull off some of the things I've pulled off with (laughs) the budgets (laughs) that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he would be extremely proud of the growth um, as a writer, as a singer, most definitely. Um, And, you know, I think he will be happy with the outcome so far. Um, I say that because today, you know, the Warren I am right now is very impatient (laughs) and wants everything to be already at a thousand. But I think 15 year old me will be absolutely beyond proud and just honestly shocked that any of this is still going on. um, Because... You know, at fifteen, he just kind of let go of his dreams because he got killed, Um, and, and was told that it couldn't happen or that he wasn't good enough, and you know, or felt like you know there was there was so much lack of support, and I think he would be just sitting in the chair crying at all the things that are happening right now.
0: So then, Warren, for those of our audience who haven't yet discovered your catalog, and they would require one song to particularly seduce them into it, what would you recommend that would be?
1: Oh, I'm going to give To You, my lead single that is out right now with the music video. Um, that song, I, the funny thing is, when I created it, um, I produced the majority of it, and um, I had horn players accompany me with with that And I was so afraid because I'm like, I don't think people are going to understand the song. I don't think people are going to like it. It's crazy. It's quirky. And um, after I released it, it was just an instant wildfire. And still today, there's so many people listening to it more than a lot of the other songs that I have. And I'm super proud of it. And I think it Literally latches anybody on immediately. So I think To You would be definitely the song that will just bring them into all the other music that I have.
0: All that's left to say is a huge, huge thank you to Warren Dumas for joining us today on In the Key of Q. Warren, thank you so much. Well, it was so fun, though. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. (laughs) And I look forward to looking you up when I come to New York. And please do give me a shout if ever you're going to come to London because it would be really lovely to show you around.
1: I would love to come out there. You know, the funny thing is so many people tell me that they think I should be a musician out there. They feel like my music fits well in in London and I'm like, "Ah, listen, whoever calls me to come, I'm coming.
0: (laughs) Many thanks for listening check out the show notes for the spotify playlist that complements this episode and remember there's exclusive content over at patreon.com slash in the key of q to get in touch it'll be great to hear from you the pods on social media or email me on dan at in the key and rate and review the show on your podcast provider it really really helps our theme tune is by pauline Nidu at UnstoppableMonsters.com. Many thanks to Kajan Canther and Murray Lang for their support in making this episode. The show is presented and produced by me, Dan Hall, and made at Pup Media Consultancy. See you next Tuesday.